Welcome to the Massachusetts Association of Realtors Sidebar Podcast, a usually short podcast that covers legal and regulatory issues that Massachusetts realtors should know about. I'm Eric Berman, MAR's Communications Director. I'm Katherine Taylor, MAR's Associate Counsel. And we're your co-hosts on this edition of Sidebar. Today we'll be discussing assistance animals, and this may not be a short one, Katherine. It might be a little bit longer. Yeah, okay. I hope you're okay with that, people. So let me ask uh, this question, basic, as I always start these podcasts with. Um, what is an assistance animal? So I'm going to use the term assistance animal to encompass both um, service animals, which you typically think of as animals like seeing eye dogs, um, as well as emotional support animals. Um, under the Fair Housing Act, uh, both categories of animals are treated in the same way. So we cover both of them by saying assistance animals. Okay. What do I do when I'm representing a rental property with a no pets policy and the, pers- and the prospective tenant has an animal or an assistance animal? So the first thing to keep in mind, if you have a prospective tenant that comes in that has an animal with them, don't ever make an assumption of what type of animal that is. Don't assume that it's a pet and don't assume that it's an assistance animal. It is then that person's role to let you know what that animal is and if they're seeking an exemption to a policy that you have. Okay, this is a question that I have and I bet a lot of other people might have this question as well. Catherine, is there a government entity that certifies animals as quote-unquote official assistance animals? No, there's a large misconception that an animal is required to undergo specific training or be registered somewhere, um, and that's just not true. There's no, there's no specific training requirements or registration or database the animal doesn't have to wear a special vest, for example. Although these are all things that are commonly thought of to identify these animals, they're not required by the law. Okay. If there's not an official certification, then how do you know an animal is an assistance animal? Right. So that goes back to that prospective tenant initiating that conversation with you and saying, this is my assistance animal, and I'm asking you to make Um, an exception to your otherwise no pets policy. Um, Then you go through a process to determine whether that person with that animal is entitled to what's called a reasonable accommodation. So let's, let's an example, I'm the realtor and I want proof. Should I ask for medical records? No, never. Please don't. You should absolutely not ask for medical records. What you can request is reliable documentation of the person's need for an assistance animal. So that reliable documentation may uh, be from somebody's social worker or a therapist. It might be from a doctor. It's not required to be from a doctor. And oftentimes it simply says, I treat this person. They have a need for whatever animal as an assistance animal okay they've provided the tenant provides that information do i have to allow the animal 
so again you're you you're going through this interactive process you're not simply required to accept it at face value once that request is made from you you go through an interactive process with that prospective tenant where you determine based on that specific animal whether a reasonable accommodation is um appropriate in that circumstance you know in my mind when as we're having this conversation when you when you say assistance animals i think dogs but it's more than that right it's absolutely more than that so um for for service animals where we started where we're thinking you know seeing eye dogs typically yes those are dogs um service animals may also be horse miniature horses for example when you get into the realm of emotional support animals that can be any animal it could be a snake it can be a dog it can be a cat it can be a horse it can be a potbelly pig um, and that's really where that individualized assessment comes into play with the specific animal that's being requested wow okay so what controls uh, do i have as a landlord or as a realtor representing a landlord on this so like i said you're never obligated to simply accept things at face value so um there are a couple of exemptions that come into play if somebody is making a request to a no pets policy um that the landlord has available to them the first exemption would be that it would cause an undue financial or administrative burden to the landlord so i think the largest question i get with this exemption is pertaining to insurance and breed restrictions. Um, for example, if it's a restricted breed and the landlord's insurance would otherwise be dropped, um, you know that might constitute an undue burden on the landlord. The second um, exemption would be that the animal would fundamentally alter the nature of the housing provider's services. The last two exemptions that you have um, focus on the specific animal that's requested. So does that specific animal pose a direct threat to the health or safety of the others that can't be mitigated by some other uh, sort of accommodation? Or would that specific animal cause substantial physical damage to the property that can't be reduced or eliminated by another accommodation? So that's where, you know, you're going to look at, all right, it's an 800 square foot apartment. You can't have a horse in that apartment. You know, there you're looking at that specific animal and saying it's going to cause irreparable damage to the property. All right, we've been talking about rental so far throughout this podcast, but what if you're hosting an open house and the prospective buyer has an assistance animal? Uh, what are your recommendations? So our recommendation with regard to open houses um, is first of all, keep in mind that most likely the FHA does apply to the situation as well. So um, you may well also be required to provide an exemption to an owner who doesn't otherwise want pets on their, po on their property. The second thing to keep in mind is as the realtor representing that homeowner, you should never be the person making the determination of whether somebody satisfies the requirements of an accommodation. In these situations, it's probably best for you to allow that animal onto the property, take the name and contact information for the um, animal's owner, 
And if the animal causes any damage or has um, an accident in the house, something along those lines, then you at least have a course of action that you can take to um, hold that person responsible for the cost of, of cleaning or repair or replacement, whatever the situation is. My last question, because I think I don't have any more, is do you have anything else to add? Yeah, so it's just, uh, there are a couple, a couple more points I want to talk about because this is such an important issue and it's really prevalent in our industry that you know I get calls on this all the time. Just because somebody satisfies the sort of test to have a reasonable accommodation, to have a service animal or an emotional support animal in the property, doesn't mean that it gets to be... Um, unrestricted entirely. So um, there are other things that the landlord can do, such as requiring the animal to be reasonably restrained. So depending on what the animal is, that could be a cage, it could be a leash, it could be a fence. Um, can also require the owner to clean up after that animal. Um, you know, keep it under control. Make sure that it's not um, interfering with the rights of other um, tenants that are on the property. You can also require the animal to be um, up to date on their vaccines. Those are all reasonable requirements that you can place on the owner. What you can't do is you can't charge additional fees for them to have that animal. You can't make them have a supplemental insurance policy. You can't make them um, pay a higher security deposit. Um, anything along those lines is going to uh, potentially land you in realtor jail. So I don't want to see that happen. Okay. Well, that, that's really all I have for you on service animals. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> I look forward to our next sidebar. For more information on assistance animals or any other podcasts, go to marealtor.com slash pod. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like us, and even if you don't, please leave a rating. MAR Sidebar is produced and edited by Sabrina LaPointe. Music by Tess Berman. 